Watch ye, for ye not know not when the master of the house cometh, at even, or at midnight, or at the cock crowing, or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent. According to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalms 11 and 12 on page 354. In the Lord put I my trust, how say ye then to my soul, that she should flee as a bird unto the hill? For lo, the ungodly, the ungodly bend their bow, and make ready their arrows within the quiver, that they may privily shoot at them which are true of heart. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple, the Lord's seat is in heaven. His eyes consider the poor, and his eyelids try the children of men. The Lord approveth the righteous, but the ungodly, and him that delighteth in wickedness, doth his soul abhor. Upon the ungodly he shall rain snares, fire and brimstone, storm and tempest. This shall be their portion to drink. For the righteous Lord loveth righteousness, his countenance will behold the thing that is just. Help me, Lord, for there is not one godly man left, for the faithful are minished from among the children of men. They talk of vanity every one with his neighbor. They do but flatter with their lips, and dissemble in their double heart. The Lord shall root out all deceitful lips, and the tongue that speaketh proud things. Which have said, With our tongue will we prevail. We are they that ought to speak. Who is Lord over us? Now for the comfortless trouble's sake of the needy, and because of the deep sighing of the poor. I will upset the Lord. And I will help every one of him that swelleth against him, and will set him at rest. 
The words of the Lord are pure words, even as the silver which from the earth is tried, and purified seven times in the fire. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. The ungodly walk on every side. When they are exalted, the children of men are put to rebuke. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the second chapter of the book of Isaiah. The word that Isaiah the son of Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days, that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains, and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow to it. Many people shall come and say, Come, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and rebuke many people. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. O house of Jacob, come and let us walk in the light of the Lord. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He remembering his mercy a hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the sixth chapter of the Revelation to St. John. Now I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a voice like thunder, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a white horse. He who sat on it had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. When he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, Come and see. Another horse, fiery red, went out, and it was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth, and that people should kill one another, and there was given to him a great sword. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come and see. So I looked, and behold, a black horse. And he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius, and do not harm the oil and the wine. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, Come and see. So I looked, and behold, a pale horse. 
and the name of him who sat on it was Death, and Hades followed with him. And power was given to them over a fourth of the earth, to kill with sword, with hunger, with death, and by the beasts of the earth. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God, and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on earth? Then a white robe was given to each of them, and it was said to them that they should rest a little while longer, until both the number of their fellow servants and their brethren, who would be killed as they were, was completed. I looked when he opened the sixth seal, and behold, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became like blood, and the stars of heaven fell to the earth, as a fig tree drops its late figs when it is shaken by a mighty wind. Then the sky receded as a scroll when it is rolled up, and every mountain and island was moved out of its place. And the kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the commanders, the mighty men, every slave and every free man, hid themselves in the caves and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath has come, and who is able to stand? Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, that in Jesus Christ his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state and mercifully hear us when we call upon thee, and do thy ministers with righteousness, and make thy chosen people joyful, O Lord, save thy people, and bless thine inheritance, give peace in our time, O Lord, for it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety, O God, may clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness, and put upon us the armor of light, now in the time of this mortal life. In great humility, that in the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty, to judge both the quick and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal, through him who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, 
now and ever. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Light our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. Love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Just some quick thoughts about tonight's lessons. You know, tonight we have an Old Testament lesson and a New Testament lesson that, you know, can help shed light on one another. You know, we have in Isaiah here this this image of people returning to God's holy mountain, the temple. And we know from history that this didn't occur in exactly the way he's describing, as his description is not a a picture of how things occur in the secular world. We who have the benefit of the New Testament gain an understanding of what Isaiah is talking about here when we understand Jesus as the new temple, the, the, the place where one finds God on earth. That was always to be the, 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 the temple in Jerusalem was the place where people could go to find God. And after the destruction by, the, the, by Babylon, it never functions that way again. So this imagery that Isaiah is offering is best viewed in the spiritual sense in that they aren't going to this physical place, this temple. They are going to the person of Christ. That is where all earth goes to to encounter God. It's through Jesus. And so this can give us some insight into this imagery that we're receiving in Revelation. You know, often we'll, we talk about Revelation as not necessarily a... a an end time prophecy as we it's properly conceived as this coming destruction this is properly understood as the foretelling of the destruction of jerusalem that comes in 70 a.d and when we look at it in that light we see a lot of jesus ministry is becomes much more understandable we see things like for instance his his cleansing of the temple as preparing it for its destruction as you know marking it as no longer serving the purpose for which it was 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 construction and which which god gave to the people they have abused that privilege they have perverted what it was intended for and so it's marked for destruction and so we have here in this imagery in revelation a lot of it harkens back to the Old Testament. You know, this, the image of the four horsemen is drawn from Zechariah, which 
talked about the destruction of the first temple. And in his, you know, prophecies, he talks about these four horsemen and their eventual being overcome and things restored to the way that they, they should be. We know that it's fully restored in Christ himself. So this imagery is about the upending of what God's people understood about themselves. This apocalyptic imagery is for the end of everything they thought was and the coming of Jesus Christ fully into his, his, his kingship. So we see these as signs and portents of the coming of the destruction of Jerusalem. Because you have to imagine that for, for the, the, the people of Jerusalem, their whole understanding of things was that this was the place that the one true God resides. And that made them a chosen special people. And so this imagery is to mark how, and is to tell us how fundamentally powerful and devastating the destruction of Jerusalem is. We should see this as not as a, you know, a, a vagaries of, of history where, you know, one people conquers another people and, and tear down their, their monuments and statues. No, this is an utter destruction of God's holy temple that he allows because of the, the, their rejection of Jesus, their rejection of his word, his word made flesh. And so it is marked for destruction. So all these, this imagery is, is to evoke the devastating nature of this event. It's, and it was not just devastating for the, 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 the people of Jerusalem. It was devastating for the people of the early church. This was their spiritual home. And, you know, they, they received warnings that they had to get out of Jerusalem. They had to get out of Judea and leave. And so this sort of, you know, imagery that we get in Revelation through John is a clue to us how monumental this event was. And I always like to, to bring up, you know, Josephus. He was a Jewish historian who was, became a Roman citizen who had lived through the destruction of Jerusalem. And he wrote a book about the, the history of the Jewish people. And he wrote about the history of the wars of the Jewish people and the destruction of Jerusalem. And so he was, you know, lived through these events. And in his book, he talks about the, 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 the signs of the, this impending doom coming. There were as profound as the imagery we get in, in Revelation there was these type of things going on in the world for people to see and to comprehend. You know, for example, there was supposedly, or, you know, he reports that there was a, uh, a bright comet 
that lasted for a year in the sky before the destruction of Jerusalem that looked like a flaming sword. He talked about that the extremely heavy doors of the temple flew open on their own. And it took, you know, teams of men to try to close the doors, which was as people interpreted as a sign that the, that the temple was being opened up and vulnerable to destruction. There was a, a heifer being led to the temple to be slaughtered as part of a sacrifice, and it gave birth to a lamb. And there was a guy who, out of the blue, just started saying, this is a quote, a voice from the east, a voice from the west, a voice from the four winds, a voice against Jerusalem and the holy house, a voice against the bridegroom and the brides, and a voice against this whole people. And he just started saying this over and over again. And even though they beat him and they threw him in prison, he kept saying this. And he said this for seven years before the destruction of Jerusalem, when, you know, most of the people thought things were going pretty well. He kept saying, you know, whoa, whoa to Jerusalem until the actual destruction of the city and a giant block fell and killed him. These are the type of things that are going on. These are the sort of signs and portents that the imagery of revelation is invoking and is trying to bring forth to convey the 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 just the how important and fundamental and how devastating the destruction of Jerusalem was so just some thoughts about tonight's lesson we will continue with the intercession on the bottom of page 590. And we'll take a moment to call to mind our own prayers and intercessions. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, and do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this evening. Hope you have a great night. Thank you, Father John. Good night, everybody. Thank you, Father John. Have a good evening.